Hi, my name is Althea, and this is the Clean Your Room podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 8, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, February 16th, 2021 in Los Angeles, California. I had planned to be ahead of schedule in recording these episodes by now, but alas, despite my best laid plans, see last episode, Life is What Happens, for more about that, uh, I just wasn't able to get through enough episodes recorded before school started. Uh, I'm in a 16-week program at LAIAD, which is the second part of a graduate preparatory program for architecture, and since I work full-time, even with the time saved of not having to commute to and from office and school, I just don't have a ton of time and energy to podcast for the next few months, so I'm just letting you know now that there may be times between now and June where an episode might not come out on Thursday, might not come out for a couple of weeks, and interviews, which I'd planned on doing already before now, are pushed back a little bit on the schedule, but I will get to them. Uh, I am going to do my very best to try to avoid interruption in the production schedule. In the meantime, I would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if possible. That would be really motivate me to stay on track. And if you would tell some friends about it uh, who might want to clean their room. Uh, also, if you would like to send me an audio message or email info at cleanyourroompodcast.com, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I also will be on social media at Clean Your Room Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, at Fruit Juice, F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S, on Twitter and on Facebook at the Clean Your Room Podcast page. And without the the, just Clean Your Room Podcast for the group. Uh, again, you can find all the relevant links to the social media and ways to contact me at cleanyourroompodcast.com along with the show notes. Speaking of show notes and an interruption in our regularly scheduled programming, uh, if you're listening to this episode and you're in Texas right now, you probably know much of the state is feeling the effects of a wild winter storm. I hope you are safe and as well as can be expected. I hope your power comes back on soon and I hope the thaw and the end of the storm can come as soon as possible for you. I wish I could do more than offer moral support from far away. Uh, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes in case you, the listener who's not covered in snow currently, feel the way that I do and just want to help in any way. So check out the website, cleanyourroompodcast.com for those links on the show notes for season one, episode eight, the one with the TV in it. So if you're listening to any episodes from February or March 2021, you're wondering, huh, these seem kind of short. Don't worry. Longer format episodes for those of you who like that kind of thing will return for the next few weeks, though. I'm going to try to do some short, quick episodes or I talk like I'm on Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, mostly about cleaning specific rooms in your home. So today's one is about your TV room or living room. Uh, just a side note too, once upon a time when I was first coming up with a concept for this podcast, I thought that I would do these timed episodes where I walk through my own cleaning of a room and invite you to clean along with me while I was recently listening for other clean or looking for other cleaning and organizing related podcasts just to see what was out there. And it turns out someone has already done that. There is a podcast called Clean With Me and the host sets a series of tasks and a specific amount of time to get through those tasks. And she chats for a bit while you do the dishes and whatnot. I'm really glad now that I didn't go with that concept. I think if I had launched when I meant to do so a couple of years ago, it would really have seemed like I was copying her, which 
I wouldn't have been. I just found out about it in the last couple of weeks. And that's a big part of why I didn't seek out any cleaning related podcasts and social media accounts until now. I just do not want to be that person who intentionally or not plagiarizes someone else's content. So everything you've heard so far is totally written and performed by me with the exception of the interview episode number four, There's a Home for Everything, which was a lovely chat with my friend Laura Starr. Uh, so check that out if you haven't listened to it. Anyway, if you run out of Clean Your Room podcasts to listen to, why not give that other show a try? You might like it. It's called Clean With Me. Uh, and I hope you'll also be back to keep listening to my show as well. Uh, I really appreciate all the feedback I've been getting, and I hope you all continue to enjoy the show. So I'm going to break for an ad real quick, and I'll be back for the rest of the episode. So today I want to talk to you about your TV room, or rather, I will talk to you about my TV room, and hopefully that will give you some ideas about your TV watching area and how to keep that clean and organized. Uh, I'm a child of the 80s, and even though I didn't do most of my growing up in the United States, I spent the first few years of my life in the Philippines and Singapore, I did grow up overly dependent on television. I absolutely loved TV, even from when I was small. I loved Sesame Street, Happy Days, I loved cartoons like Disney and Tom and Jerry, and really whatever I could get. Uh, those were the early, early days of home recording. Like, we had a Betamax machine at some point, and rabbit ears antennas. Uh, this was pre-cable and pre-DVDs and pre-streaming, long, a long time before streaming. So, as a borderline hoarder, I actually am so thankful for the advent of online streaming and the internet speeds that support it, because otherwise I would still probably be hauling boxes and boxes of VHS tapes and DVDs everywhere I go. Um, the entertainment centers we used to have growing up, even up until 10-15 years ago, involved a lot of storage for these media. Hands up if you still have a library of DVDs and VHS. If you still have the devices necessary to play these types of media, that's amazing. Keep those antiques in tip-top condition if you can, because who knows how much longer they will continue to run or be available to buy. Uh, I'm amazed actually that VHS players are almost as, if not more expensive than they were to buy 20 years ago. I'm pretty sure I was able to buy a VHS player for like $20 at Target in like the late 90s, and now they're at least double that, sometimes in the hundreds of dollars. Uh, anyway, a major dream that I had when I was about 9-10 years old was that when I grew up, I would never have to turn off the TV during dinner. Uh, unless it was Friday, which was Ghostbusters and Pizza Night, we had to turn the TV off and sit and talk with everyone at the dinner table. Uh, now, mind you, this was, you know, my family gathering and before we had a VCR. So if your show was on during dinner, you just missed it. There wasn't, there weren't really reruns back then either. I would just be missing a chunk of whatever the show was, which was frustrating as hell. Anyway, uh, fast forward to when I became an adult and got my first one bedroom apartment with my then boyfriend, now husband, there was no room in the kitchen to put a dining table. So we ate pretty much every meal on the sofa at the coffee table and my childhood dreams had basically come true. So even to this day, we have a slightly larger apartment now. We do have a dining table, but it is also my work table for this class that I'm taking. So we eat dinner at the coffee table in front of the TV almost every night. My living room is a pretty standard rectangular shape. The back wall is storage. You might have seen this already in my Instagram stories and posts. Uh, it's like just two really giant 
uh, IKEA Kallax shelves. Uh, in front of that wall of Kallax bookshelves is the main sofa and in an L arrangement with a smaller sofa, which is actually a sofa bed, which actually I'm in the process of getting rid of, uh, thanks to a coworker of mine, because you do not need three sofas in a two bedroom apartment where no one can visit. Um, and yeah, that's how many we have currently. Uh, we have an Ikea coffee table, which looks great for being as old as it is. We've had it well over 10 years at this point. It's also a cat scratching post. Uh, then, uh, then at the front of the room, we have another set of three Kallax shelves. Those ones are um, skinnier. They are kind of like one by four and they're arranged in a U shape so that the wall mounted TV is in the center and uh, two standing collect shelves are flanking one that's laying down. I'll, if you can't picture this, I'll post photos of this on social media and in the show notes so you can figure out what I'm talking about here. Um, I, I actually really like this arrangement. I'm sure I saw it it's in an Ikea catalog at some point and was like, that, that's going to work for me. Um, the main functions of this room once included entertaining other people, hence the second couch, but we are in a pandemic and has been a long, long time since anyone was over. Um, I think the last person to come over and spend any kind of time last summer was my friend Twee and miss you Twee. She lives very close to me and we see each other now and then we text each other all the time, but it's not the same as hanging out, chilling, watching TV, uh, knitting on the sofa. Well, we are getting rid of one of those sofas. Um, I think it will still be a while uh, before my husband feels safe having anyone come over. So I'm feeling much more free to reimagine how the TV room will function once the second sofa, the sofa bed, is gone. Uh, the second function of the room is really storage. Aside from the back wall, which almost exactly fits two of the five by five collapse shelves, we have a standing bike rack in the corner with one bicycle in it. Um, we have show storage uh, on the, sh sorry, shoe storage on the back of the sofa bed. We have built-in storage along the wall that the living room shares with the kitchen. And we have a coat closet, which catches all of our tools, extra chairs. Again, do we really need those? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we really do. I'm not sure we will ever need them again, but so far no takers when I've offered these up. If anyone wants some red ikea wood dining chairs with um, red chair pads on them uh, hit me up um, we also have our cat litter box in the cloak closet that might be a deal breaker for some people as a result we do not keep coats in there because it's gross um, speaking of which uh, we i've been talking about the saga of my friend wendy the last couple weeks and her foster kitty her foster kitty is going back to our friend esmeralda today it's it did not work out i think um which is okay, and uh, I'll be posting super cute photos of this cat, so if you are in the Los Angeles area and are looking for an adorable but not yet fully trained to cat cat, she is very sweet, but also probably needs some help from uh, an experienced cat parent to become her very best kitty self. Uh, Wendy, you really tried, appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure she's the better for having met you and all. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm sorry she, she pooped a lot in your apartment. That's the, that's not fair to anybody, though. That, yeah. G goodbye to little Emma. So, yeah, check Instagram for those cute kitty pics. Um, and uh, no shame either. I, I actually, this is also why um, 
I love kind of knowing other cat people and if people want to try out being a cat pet owner uh, or a cat parent um, I feel like uh, fostering for my friend Esmeralda who is on Instagram at uh, the TNR girl um, is really one of the best ways to learn uh, whether that's going to be a good fit for you because she really loves cats and she really loves um, she really wants both the cat and the human to be happy with their arrangement. So uh, I feel like a test drive uh, kitty uh, system like that is is very beneficial both for the cat and human. Anyway, so tangent over, back to my main topic. So we have a two bedroom apartment um, with a litter box, cat litter box in the coat closet. We have lots, lots and lots of storage happening in the main living room area. And since we do so much there facing the TV, I really do feel like without even having to cover or curtain off the storage shelves in any way, that it is a really effective use of the space. When you walk into the room, sure, it might look pretty cluttered at the get-go, but once you sit down and hang out at the coffee table, I think it's a pretty cozy space. Everything's within arm's reach if you need a book to read or a board game to play or if the internet is out and you want to watch a DVD because you can't get to Netflix. So... That brings us to the primary function of our living room, which is entertainment. We play a lot of video games. I should say my husband plays a lot of video games. I mostly play them on my Switch um, because then I can play anywhere. Um, I don't have to be on the couch in front of the TV. Uh, we watch lots of TV, like last week tonight on HBO is a favorite, and Saturday Night Live, which are weekly you know, go-tos. We have binge-watched shows like The Wire and Veep and Legion and... The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, or right now we're actually watching Schitt's Creek, which we're in season one, even though the show is now over. We're just kind of, you know, I know we're late to the party with that one, but we're we're getting caught up. Um, I really like the way that we've set up the Kallax shelves in the living room because it allows all of the devices that we need to hook up to the TV to have their own spaces. Um, we don't really have big stacks of electronics like we used to have in the olden days where you just kind of had to stack everything up on top of your cable box. Um, part of the reason you do want to be able to allow some space between your devices is overheating. It also makes them a lot easier to dust when they're by themselves, which actually husband does that dusting uh, just once a month, I hear. I had to ask him how often he does it because I just don't even notice and everything's dust free pretty much all the time. Uh, additionally, the way that we set up the shelves allows all the cables to be hidden behind storage or, you know, behind the things that are on the shelves. Uh, the Calex system also has drawers that you can buy for it, and that's where we stash the remainder of our now very small collection of DVDs and Blu-rays and video games. Also, on the side that you can't really see, the uh, husband put a command hook thing up on there and hung up the ring fit controller for a exercise. Uh, so pretty much everything we need for TV watching and gaming has a space in the unit. Um, we do have some other media stashed away in the built-ins, uh, but those are mostly CDs and DVDs that we hardly use at all. Honestly, if not for this pandemic, I think we would have gotten rid of a lot of them before this year. Right now, there's just nowhere to bring them. So, do you need to reset your TV room? Before you begin, make sure you take a lot of before photos. 
if you're doing this, maybe you're lucky and it's already really clean. And then those would be after photos as well. Uh, you might have stuff that was working already in your space, but what about areas of the space that aren't working for you? When you're figuring out what furniture you need and what functions you want your TV room, in our case, our living room and dining room to serve, uh, think about how much stuff do you have currently? Is there any of this stuff that you might consider letting go? Donating, selling, passing on to a friend or family member who has more space or is more interested in it or is less into streaming than you are? Uh, do you need to have a charging station somewhere and where would be the best location and setup for that? Do you have enough furniture or built-in storage to adequately house and organize all of your media? Is it possible that you need to get rid of some stuff? I know I do. Uh, relocate it elsewhere in your home or add more furniture to accommodate the media that should be kept relatively close to the devices that you use to watch TV, play games, etc. Do you not have a TV? Are you more of an audiophile or a gamer? Are you pretty much dedicated to books only? That's that also fine. There's so much to consider when you're designing and arranging your living space. How many people regularly need to be seated? Or do they need chairs? Do some of them like beanbags or floor pillows to sit on? Probably mostly children. Um, or, I don't know, flexible adults, I suppose. Are there pets to consider? Although, frankly, everything is a cat bed to our cats anyway, we do actually have two to three beds in the living room alone, just in case they might want to use them. Lastly, the way that you arrange your furniture should make sense in terms of who's doing what activity, uh, where glare is going to hit a screen if you have a TV screen, uh, how far do people need to be from the TV screen or the speakers so they're not damaging their eyes and ears. Uh, I might actually have my partner talk more about this at a later date since I never really bothered to learn the whole mathematics of how he de decided the optimal location for the sofa and speakers based on the size of our TV screen, which actually is not that big, but it feels big from where I'm sitting. Um, like with any of our cleaning tasks, I would encourage you to take everything out of the area first, clean everything down to new. Wash your couch cushion covers if possible. Uh, spray, wipe, dust, launder, every available surface. Remember, it's easier to keep something clean that is clean already. For electronics, for example, make sure that you are not adding moisture to anything that is currently plugged into an electrical outlet. Unplug it or turn it off at the power strip first. For most electronics, you will want just a, a soft, damp cloth um, maybe a microfiber cloth sometimes with a non-abrasive cleaner uh, like diluted alcohol and water mix, something that's going to dissipate pretty much on contact, but will have enough moisture to stick any dirt onto your cleaning cloth instead of your TV or game system or speakers. Uh, for dusty foam or fabric, you may need a lint roller or maybe even a vacuum cleaner, depending on the situation, how much dust you've got. Just make sure you're not going to yank or rip any soft materials as you try to remove the dust from them. Uh, for anything with grooves or buttons, you might want, again, just damp, not wet, uh, earbuds with a little alcohol water solution on them, just to get any grimy or oily dirt off of the buttons on your remote or out of the grooves on your gaming system or whatever have you. 
lastly, take a damp cloth and wipe off the cases of any DVDs, CDs, or other media that you have on hand. Again, since these will have paper inserts usually, or if we're talking VHS, the box itself might be paper or cardboard. You don't really want to clean with a wet cloth or a paper towel or like a disinfecting wipe, just something that's barely damp enough just to trap the dirt without damaging the thing that you are cleaning. And this one is extra credit, but if you do have media that needs repair, maybe set that stuff aside and mark it. I actually don't even know if you can get a CD or DVD repair kit anymore. I should probably have looked that up before I started recording this episode. But my other thought is maybe if you have stuff that's damaged, instead of repairing it, you might wanna consider replacing it and buying a digital copy of whatever it is. I know for me, it's much easier to find a digital copy in my media library than to remember where I stuck a particular DVD or CD. It also takes up a lot less room. And if you ever have to move again, uh, your, you know, your cloud storage and whatever you've purchased uh, on digitally just comes with you. Additionally, once you have your remaining media items categorized, decide on how you're going to organize them. I tend to do things by size, like most DVDs or CDs are the same height. Most box sets are the same height, even though they're different widths. Um, Blu-rays, we tend to keep separate, likewise any video games, just because the case tends to vary from system to system. And then because we're those kinds of people, we tend to alphabetize things. <laughs> if the collection were big enough that we could arrange things by genre, I'm sure we would do that and then alphabetize. But we have actually gotten rid of so much stuff over the past decade uh, or so that we can usually get away with just simple alphabetizing, even just by title, even if the genres are all mixed together. Maybe your space is already clean, but just needs a little zhuzhing based on making the space more functional as storage, as seating, etc. Maybe you need more surfaces to place your snacks and drinks. One thing I would recommend that I haven't before is to, if you are planning a major rearrange, get some graph paper and actually plan out on paper what you have and where things will go. I mean, you're going to need like a measuring tape and stuff like that. I like graph paper with quarter inch squares because you can really easily envision each square as a, as a square foot. And without having to do too much math, you can usually plot out a very reasonable plan uh, with just a paper and pencil. Maybe not super, super accurate once you're getting down to inches, but just to estimate um, feet, for example, of like where your sofa should go. So Again, for this space, empty everything out if needed. You can do it by section if that is more helpful for you if you don't have a lot of time. Clean that section down to brand new if needed. And decide how your furniture will be arranged and put it there. Remember to clean the floor under the sofa if you're moving it. Or you might have a rug. I know ours, we have um, kind of pergo hardwood floor. Uh, ours ends up with a lot of cat toys, pens, and shoes under there. Even though we run the vacuum all the time, it just kind of pushes those things around. So it's not very dusty. There's just a lot of random stuff. Um, I really love having an area rug in the middle of the living room too. It helps me make sure that the sofa is lined up exactly where it should be for our optimal viewing distance to the TV. If you have any media that you're getting rid of, make sure to box that up and label it, whether you're donating or selling it. Um, 
posting it on Facebook to see if your friends want it, uh, fit all of your other media back into your existing or additional storage. Make sure that your most breakable electronics, in our case the TV, is either mounted to the wall or held down on a shelf with something like removable poster putty or museum wax. We live in earthquake country and trust me, you do not want your TV or stereo equipment sliding around and breaking or getting your speaker covers torn. Uh, it's really bad news and a huge bummer. Actually, when I was 12 or so, there was a huge earthquake in the Philippines and I spent at least one of the aftershocks trying to, to stop our huge old CRT TV from crashing to the floor. I was, I remember I was soaking wet. I was covered in shampoo. I was wrapped in a towel because I'd been taking a shower when the earthquake hit. And yes, I knew you were supposed to stop, drop, and cover, but I also figured it would be so much nicer not to have to sweep broken TV glass and bits off the floor after all the shaking was done. So I was right. Um, and I'm alive to tell the tale. Never underestimate how much I love TV. Uh, I'm sure if there had been a person in the apartment at the time, I would probably have run to try to save them. But since there wasn't and I was the only human being there, I went to save my precious TV. <laughs> All right, so back to the topic. Now that you've situated everything where it should go and plugged everything in to make sure that all of the cables reach an outlet or the port or wherever they're supposed to go, grab some twist ties or Velcro cord wrangler ties or I don't know, tape, rubber band, something and start taking up the slack on those cables. I'll link some articles in the show notes about how to properly wrap cables so that you don't end up ruining them and to make them look as neat as possible. I'm actually really terrible at this thing. This is another thing my partner has to do for me generally. Um, I also have a really good friend, uh, Kate, who, you know, we usually work together. And so <laughs> when I have a project like that, that cables need to stop looking, kind of a mess, I will uh, bribe her to do the cord management because she does it way better than I do. Um, if you have kids, for example, you're going to want to make sure to cover up or block any outlets that might otherwise be reachable. Take this from someone who, again, I don't have children, but as a small child, I learned firsthand what happens when you stick keys, like metal keys, into a power outlet. Yep. I was that kid. Uh, you're going to make sure that the cables and outlets are hidden behind everything, but that you also have room to circulate air and or are going to be, they're going to be reasonably accessible if you need to reach them for whatever reason. Um, if there is any other storage that you think you need in the space, for example, do you have kids and do you need space to put away their toys? Sometimes a storage ottoman is great for this. Sometimes a coffee table with storage or a side table with storage like we have. Um, or just making sure there's space on the shelves or in cabinets for putting their stuff away if you need to. So think about that when you're making your plans. Um, or do you need a wet bar? We actually do not have any space in the kitchen for my husband's alcohol collection. So... One of the built-in uh, cabinets in the living room actually makes a great liquor cabinet. Uh, it's the closest to the kitchen too, so it's very easy for him to go make a drink and put everything back in the cabinet where it belongs. Or maybe you're a crafter. Uh, do you need space for your sewing machine or your crafting materials in the living room? I actually keep my sewing machine usually under one of the sofa side tables when I'm not using it a lot. 
um, figure out what storage you need, what storage you have, and just make it work. Lastly, is there any decoration that you need to add to the space? We actually have very little in the way of decor because we have so much stuff, but our storage of stuff is very maximalist and may count as decoration just by default of being there. But we do have a few toys and prints and things that just help make the space uh, inviting and fun. We have really comfy throw pillows because also sometimes you just need to lie down and take a nap on the sofa. I have a little corner where I stash my exercise equipment. Finally, just give the whole place a look in every direction. Uh, is the space balanced? Is there any kind of a blank spot? Again, I'm a borderline hoarder and a maximalist, so this rarely happens to me, but maybe it might happen to you. Um, if you sat in every seat, is there a place to rest your drink? Is there a bad view of the TV? Is there opportunity to hook up a charger so one of you isn't getting up every five minutes to check their phone? Uh, is there a spot that you can de designate for the remote or remotes to live? Very, very important. We actually only have one universal remote, so we rarely use ours. Um, and it, it's got a spot on the sofa side table. Lastly, how does the space make you feel? I love watching TV. I love lots of other forms of media as well. And I really wanted my living room space to be comfortable as well as functional. And I think I've achieved that in our space. I hope that if you go through this process that you end up in with a great space to relax and to spend time, whether it's with people or pets or just by yourself. And remember to take some after photos if you do this. I love after photos so I can record the changes I've made. They also help me keep things organized over the long term. If things get out of whack, I can refer back to them and see what it was like before I let it devolve into chaos. And usually it helps me see that it was clean once and it can be clean again. And once you're done, put your feet up. Rest, get a snack, relax, get someone to get you a snack. Uh, watch some TV. You spruced up your space and now you get to sit back and enjoy it. If you take photos or videos of your space before and after organization, if you take photos or videos of your space before and after organization and would like to share them with the rest of the audience, please use the hashtag clean your room podcast challenge to share these on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow me on both platforms at Clean Your Room Podcast. I'm also on Twitter as Fruit Juice. That's F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S. We also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. If you'd like to discuss, ask questions, or share your cleaning challenges, you can find links to that from my social media profiles, Linktree and CleanYourRoomPodcast.com. You can leave me an audio message or send me an email at info at CleanYourRoomPodcast.com. You can find the links to all of that on the website with the show notes. Again, you'll find this and all the, oh, I've already said that. If you have suggestions for TV shows that we should binge watch uh, or things that I should be watching while cleaning, movies that we might have missed because the theaters have been closed, sad face, uh, or even music or podcasts that might be good to listen to while cleaning or just relaxing in our newly spruced up living rooms, I would love to hear from you. Let me know. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a variety of ways. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can rate or review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that actually has reviews. You can make a monthly contribution through our anchor.fm page, and you can even shop from our bookshop page. 
which also supports independent bookstores across the country with every purchase. Find that at bookshop.org slash shop slash clean your room podcast. By the way, we're going to have merch very soon. I'm very excited because I took a poll, albeit it was an Instagram story poll and you know, it was like a hundred percent yes, but also like probably all of those people are my friends. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get to see the results because I was very bad at checking these stories. And now I don't know how to get the list of how many people or who they were. Anyway, merch coming soon. Uh, the Clean Your Room podcast is hosted and produced by me, Althea Alure. The original opening music is called Bubble Guts, also composed by me. The podcast logo was illustrated by Ashlyn Anstey, who, by the way, has, as of today, opened uh, her pet and child portrait commissions. If that's still open, you can find her on Instagram at Ashlyn Anstey. You can find more about her work at ashlyna.com. That's A-S-H-L-Y-N-A.com. And on Instagram, well, I'll, I'll link to it, but she's A-S-H-L-Y-N-A-N-S-T-E-E. This episode was sponsored by and produced on Anchor FM. Thanks again for listening. This is Althea signing off and reminding you to clean your room.